welcome to the Burned Out to Badass podcast. My name is Ellen Shinky at Coach Ellen on Instagram, and this is my monthly podcast where I am committed to giving you short, no BS episodes to help you, the busy, burned out professional and entrepreneur, find your balance and take back your life from burnout. Let's do this. Welcome the hell back. Welcome the hell back to Burned Out to Badass Podcast. I'm so excited today. Today is going to be a very different episode. We've been very tangible lately. We've been talking about, you know, tangible productivity tips, tips for building systems in your life. Today's not going to be an episode like that. Like, just know that going into this one, it's going to be a little different. And I haven't fully processed and thought through everything that I'm going to talk about in this episode today. And I kind of think that's a good thing. You know, I'm kind of glad for that because I really, really, really want today to be kind of more of a we're girlfriends chatting day. Like you and I are girlfriends at happy hour, having a glass of wine, and I just want to tell you about this past weekend. I want to use this time together to process, empower her live. Empower her live, the conference, the live event that I went to this past weekend and some of what it taught me. And it's been kind of funny sitting down and thinking, you know, I'm, I'm an Enneagram 3, so I came into this like a little bit prepared. You, you know, you know, can't go completely off the cuff. I had to have certain things because I don't want y'all to listen to me ramble for 20 minutes. Uh, But I was sitting down kind of trying to process what am I even going to talk about in this episode? Like what were my takeaways? And really just like start to think about those things. And I've talked to some of the other gals and they're like, what are your action steps? What are the action items that you're going to take? And I don't feel like that's what Empower Her was for me. This isn't going to be an action items kind of day. That's just not how this is going to be. It's going to be more of a mindset shift kind of day. Uh, What were the important things that I was reminded of and the things that really resonated and stuck out in my gut. And I'm really grateful right now for my freaking podcast mic because y'all don't even know I have my oven. I'm baking. I'm baking banana bread right now because I just really wanted some this morning. I have my freaking composter running in the background and my dishwasher. So I'm really freaking grateful for my microphone right now because it's blocking all that shit out in the background. But let's let's get into this. Let's get into the nitty gritty of what were those mindset shifts? Again, not tangible actions. That's, that's, it's just not, it wasn't that kind of experience for me. It wasn't that kind of event for me. What it was is it was a reminder of, and we said, they said it a lot at the event and it really resonated with me of how important it is to just put yourself in the room. If you've been following me for a while, if you've been with me for a while, my first podcast was called the Growth Tribe Podcast. My second podcast, which was kind of just a rebrand of the first podcast was called Take Back Your Damn Life. I am no stranger to personal growth and personal development, but I tend to be somebody who I do personal development and personal growth on my own. I actually, it was funny when Tracy O'Malley got on stage at Empower Her, she was the very, very last speaker. She started talking about um, Enneagram 8s and how they're like fiercely independent and I started to question whether I was an Enneagram 3 for a second listening to her talk. It just it was just for a second. I am an Enneagram 3 for sure. But I am a fiercely independent person. I spend a lot of time by myself. 
And I have no problem with that. But it reminded me in this circumstance, all the personal growth I do, all the books I read, all the courses I take and finish. I hope you enjoyed the last episode about how I finish everything I start. That's the oven. Hold the phone. And we're back. Y'all, the banana bread looks real good, but it's not done yet. So if the oven goes off again, the oven goes off again. This is like the most real podcast episode I've ever recorded. I really don't even think I'm going to go back in and edit out the beeping and whatnot in the background because I just don't care today. We are are friends chatting over a glass of wine. And if the oven goes off, the oven goes off. But I do all of these things by myself. And it has been since before COVID. It has been since 2019 that I went to an event. And fuck. This is, if you didn't realize it from the beginning of this podcast, this is not a one to listen to your kids with. This is a put your headphones in and listen to it on a walk or listen to on your commute. That's this kind of episode. Because fuck, I forgot how crucial it is to get in these rooms, not only with the inspirational as hell people who are in them too, the speakers, the people you learn from, but for the like-minded people you meet. One thing that was incredibly special about, about Empower Her and that I am so grateful and excited to carry forward is the people that I met. I shit you not when I say this was, I have been to a lot of events. I have gone to a lot of stuff, things like this. Most welcoming community I have ever experienced in my eight years of coaching and side hustling and doing stuff like this. Most welcoming community I have ever experienced. And I think what's welcoming in that, what makes it so welcoming is, yes, the community that Keisha has created. Absolutely. A thousand percent. But I think it also just has to do with the fact that the person that Keisha speaks to in her Empower Her podcast and the person who therefore is drawn to go to this event, we're all the same. You know, we resonate with the same insecurities, the same struggles. We want the same things. We, it's like, you know, you get each other before you even meet each other. And that's what this event felt like. But I think the other important part of putting yourself in the room beyond the people that you get to learn from and beyond you know, the the people you meet, the like-minded people you meet. And literally, I shit you not, I, I went by myself, you guys. I went, I went by myself to this event and I came back with people who I genuinely consider like friends. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe even best friends. I will venture there and say maybe even people who would become some of my best friends. And all of that is incredible. But I think Perhaps the most important part of putting yourself in the room is we have to make space for these conversations, for our, for us to ask ourselves these powerful, powerful questions. And we have to make space for these intuitive nudges. Yes, we had speakers galore, amazing speakers, Amber Lillystrom, Trent Shelton, Jamie Kern Lima showed up and surprised us. She wasn't even on the schedule and she surprised us. We had amazing speakers, but I actually think the most powerful things that happened weren't necessarily the things that the speakers said, but the space that the speakers made to ask ourselves, uh, us as the audience members questions. One of my actual favorite talks, which I did not think was going to be was when Angie Lee came on stage and she literally spent the first five, 10 minutes of her time, probably even 20 minutes of her time talking about butts 
and vaginas and all sorts of things. But at the end, her whole takeaway was own your weird, which maybe it was a perfect intro and a first perfect segue into conversations about owning your weird because she was owning her weird on that stage. But she asked these questions about what are you afraid of if you don't show up fully? And then she gave us space to answer them. And I think so many of us, we have these thoughts come up. You know, what am I afraid of? What is the thing I would do if I could just take the leap and there was no consequences? We might have these thoughts come up, but how often do we actually sit down and make the space to play it out, to think it through, to journal about it, to really explore where our brain goes. I think that's the most powerful part of putting yourself in the room is that space is then given to you. That space that we would otherwise not give ourselves is given to us. I mean, just think about the last time you made space for yourself to really sit down and explore a really, really powerful question a powerful question about the things that are holding you back, maybe even the people that are holding you back. These really, really real, raw questions, questions that frankly, it's scary to explore because what if you don't like the answers? What if the answers lead you down a completely different path than the one that you're on? What if the answers mean you have to start over? And how is starting over going to make you feel? Like, when was the last time you not only asked yourself those questions, but gave yourself the time and the space and the mental bandwidth to think the answers through? I think that's the power of putting yourself in the room. Beyond everything else, that's the power. And As much as I feel like I do that, I journal, I have my morning routine, I talk all the time about make space for your self-care and all of this shit. But even then, am I truly making space for it? I really was starting to question that this weekend in a like in a loving and very understanding and compassionate way, because I you know me, I know I really truly believe we need to be compassionate toward ourselves in these situations. But I really started to question, what's my intention when I sit down and do these things? Am I doing it just as like a checklist item of, oh, look at me. I did the thing. I can check that box off my morning routine. I can post about it on Instagram. Like, am I doing it for that reason to check the box? Or am I really 100% intentionally and intuitively committing to that deep inner work that I'm doing? I just started reading this morning a book about unfuck your intimacy Shout out to Melissa for the book recommendation. I don't know if you listened to the podcast yet, girl, because I just met you. But (laughs) I just started reading that book. And shoot, if chapter one is any indication, A, I'm going to like her because she swears just as much as I do. I feel like you guys get a moderately filtered version on the podcast. Obviously, I swear, but like it's kind of a filtered version. (laughs) But ooh, if chapter one is any indication, I'm going to like this girl and I'm going I'm going to like this book and benefit from this book because she asked some powerful questions from the get go. Like I usually just do a little bit of morning journaling 
just enough to kind of empty my brain, vent things out, whatever it might be. Literally, the four questions that I answered just from that book this morning were, what's your biggest reason for picking up this book? What's the one thing you're hoping to get out of reading it? What negative experience has have you had regarding sex and intimacy? What messages have you received about sex in the past? How has sex presented? How was sex presented in the media you were exposed to when you were growing up? What kinds of stuff did you discuss with your friends and peers and with people you had romantic relationships with? And how about now? Those are literally just the questions from the first chapter. And I think kind of having this in the back of my mind about what making space for those conversations and being in those rooms did for me at Empower Her, I think it made me answer those questions in a more meaningful way in a more intentional way, in a I'm not going to rush this way than I would have prior to empower her. So that was my big first takeaway is, yeah, put yourself in the room because you'll meet kick-ass people and you'll get incredibly, incredibly powerful insights from speakers. But get yourself in the room because it's one of the few times you're going to intentionally make space for these crucial conversations and intuitive nudges. That was the first big thing. But the second big takeaway, and perhaps my biggest takeaway from the weekend, like I said before, it wasn't tangibles. It wasn't, I need to go do this thing. My biggest takeaway from the weekend, from Empower Her, was trust. Trust. That's it. Trust yourself. Trust the process. Trust others to be there for you. That was my biggest takeaway because I actually don't think one of the things that gets in my way, and I'm sure it's probably the same for you because you and I are so similar. You're also an Enneagram 3. Perhaps you're also even an upholder, which I talked about in a previous podcast. It's one of um, Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies. And the upholder is someone who they don't need outside accountability. They just need to make commitments to themselves and they'll uphold it. Maybe you're like that too. My issue is usually not, you know, calling my shot and following through with it. If I call my shot, I'm going to follow through with it. I literally, I don't need accountability buddies. I just do it. And maybe that's something that can resonate with you. But my biggest hang up is often self-sabotage. It's often not trusting myself. And I think this is, oh, I just had this thought and maybe this is a little raw. Perhaps it's because I've gone down paths before and they weren't right. That I don't necessarily know, can I trust myself now to make the right call? Like PhD didn't work. You know, my first shot at business, you know, being in Beachbody and doing the NLM thing, that didn't work. You know, all those other things that I've launched before, they didn't work. Why should I trust myself now? I feel like that's a little bit of where it comes from. But I often just struggle with trusting that I'm making the right decision. I mean, I often joke, they didn't teach business and science. So it's kind of like a, do I really know what I'm doing? Can I trust myself to carry this through? You know, I think it's equally a fear of failure and a fear of success. Can I trust myself to make this happen? And it's completely irrational, right? It doesn't make sense that I'm thinking these thoughts. I mean, I don't have an MBA. I don't have any experience in business. But you know what? The vast majority of the people who spoke this weekend didn't either. I rationally understand there's no expectation and I frankly shouldn't have it figured out. And yet 
Perhaps it's the Enneagram 3 in me. Perhaps it's just me having these very, very rational fears and insecurities. And that's where that distrust comes from. So like, if you're listening to this going, yeah, but girl, you shouldn't have to have it all figured out. I know. I know. But I don't think we can logic our way out of some of these very, very emotional thoughts and fears that play in our head. You know, I think it's also about trusting others. You know, who here has been burned? Like, I'm sure you've been burned in the past by friends, by pre former significant others, perhaps even by family. I posted something not too long ago on Instagram about how I've dealt with comments about my weight from family members my entire life. And it sucks. It sucks because it makes you feel like, you know, the very people who are supposed to love me unconditionally, they're the ones that are saying these things. So how can I trust the people who owe me nothing? You know, they aren't beholden to me. They don't have any loyalty to me. Do I just supposed to hope that they're good humans? You know, but at the same time, you know, we have all of these scenarios and it's it's human nature to focus on the negative. It's human nature to focus on all of the shitty things that have happened. But what if you like intentionally sat down and took inventory of all of the good things, all of the times that people have been there for you, all of the times that strangers really showed up for you? Because if I sat down and took inventory of that, this weekend showed me that people who were perfect strangers will not only take you in, but they will emotionally be there for you too. So it taught me, yeah, trust yourself, but trust others too. And it also maybe didn't this one I'm gonna I'm gonna qualify. It taught me that I do need to do everything in my power, do my damnedest to try to trust the process. I am, this is something Keisha talks about all the time, and I know, I know to my core that it's something that I suck at. I am, I'm working on this. This is something that I'm not great at yet. Trusting the process does not come naturally to me. Perhaps it doesn't come naturally to you either. You know, any of three achievers, we love the results. We love the end game. We love focusing on what am I going to get? What's going to be the reward? What's the trophy? For achieving the goal, but we often don't focus on the process. And that is one thing that, God, if I could just like steal that part of Keisha's brain, I want to because it is really, really hard for me to disconnect myself from the results because my entire life has been about results. My entire life has been about being validated by what I achieve. And it's a hard fucking habit to break. Just going to throw that out there right now. It is a hard ass habit to break, focusing so much on the results that the process doesn't matter. And yet we know, we know. And even in the little things I say to you, I know, and I know you know that the process is important, that if the, if the process isn't enjoyable, if the process like stresses you out, you're not going to want to do it. You're not going to want to do the damn thing you need to do to get where you want to go anyway. If you're doing workouts you hate and your goal is to lose um, weight or get in shape or whatever your goal might be, 
and you're doing workouts you freaking hate, you're not going to get your goal. If I'm building a business I hate, I'm not going to get to my goal of taking my business full time. Like, it's just not going to freaking happen. I have to. And I've been, I do think perhaps I just need to give myself more credit for, for this because I actually think in a lot of ways, I am trusting the process by all accounts of and all perspectives on building a business. I should have been full time by now. I started a side hustle in 2014. My business is almost four years old. My current business is almost four years old. By all accounts, I should be full time right now. And yet I'm not. And I will tell anybody who asks or even just kind of seems like they're being like, what the hell, girl? Why aren't you full time yet? I will tell anybody that I have intentionally built my business slow because I don't want to build a business that I hate. I have intentionally built my business with sustainability in mind, sustainability from an energetic perspective. I want to be able to sustain the things that I'm putting on my plate because if I can't sustain them, they're just going to be thrown out immediately. Like if I can't do this, I don't want to trade a 40 hour a week job for a 24 seven job. And that's, I feel like what a lot of entrepreneurs do. So I'm kind of thinking if I can build this business and sustain this business as a part-time side hustle, and if I can get to the point where I can make a full-time living doing that, awesome, because I want to work like 20 or 30 hours a week. I don't want to work full-time after my business goes full-time. So I've intentionally building my business slow. And I maybe that's something I need to give myself more credit for because in intentionally building my business slow and keeping my values at the forefront and keeping the things that I want and the vision I see for my business at the forefront, I have made decisions that perhaps people question you know, and perhaps of some sort of business coach would question because it feels like the best way to build my business. It feels like the, a way to build my business that is going to make sure I don't quit on my business two years from now. I don't want to build a business that adds to my stress. Nobody likes a burned out burnout coach. So like, I don't want to do that. And perhaps I'm doing better at this than I think I am. But that was a big message that I got. From this weekend, perhaps the most important message that I got was to just trust. Trust that you are making the right decisions. Trust that I am making the right decisions. Trust that the people you meet and the people in you in your life are going to be there for you. And absolutely, there's all sorts of things that we can do to set ourselves up for success in those areas. But just trust that it's going to work out and trust that people aren't going to screw you over. And that's not their intention from the get go. And trust the process and trust that if you're doing all of these things and you're having trust and you're not self-sabotaging and you're being intentional, trust that things are going to work out. And perhaps even just acknowledging a second ago, all the things that I've done right, all of the things that I'm still doing right, all the things that you are still doing right, perhaps if you had any thoughts like that while you were listening to this, Perhaps that is kind of the sign that you're already heading in the right direction. You're already doing everything that you should be doing. Just continue to trust. Just continue to let people show up for you. And sometimes it is a matter of letting them show up for you. That was my biggest takeaway from Empower Her. Was just trust. Put yourself in the room. Make space for these important thoughts and conversations and intuitive nudges and trust. 
and hot damn, am I freaking excited for next year. Yep, I've already bought my ticket. So for any of you that I met this year, I've already bought my ticket. I will see you there next year. And I'm just really grateful for this weekend because I think it gave me some important little mindset shifts that I really needed. And I wanted to share them with you because who knows, maybe you needed them too. So with that, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. I didn't do a little thing at the beginning, but there's still time to join my $7 a month membership. It is open. It's always open. It's always live. If you join now, I've got a great training that is happening this month and only this month inside of the ABC community, the Anti-Burnout Collective community, that's going to help you manage information overwhelm in our information age. So if that's something you really need help with, head on over to coachellen.com slash ABC dash community, or head on over to Instagram, shoot me a DM. I'm at Coach Ellen. Again, that's E-L-L-Y-N. And with that, my friend, I will talk to you next time. Bye.